podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to the third edition of Chicks with Dig, brought to you by Boxing Asylum. I'm your host, Matt DiGelinardo. Uh Just going to check in with you here for a few today and uh, do a little bit of a preview of some stuff that's going on here. Um, we uh, didn't have a whole lot going on in the last couple of months, so I didn't pop in for a show uh, in June. But we'll review a little bit of what happened over the last couple of months uh, since the conclusion of that exceptional fight between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. Uh, we did have a fight in Scotland with Hannah Rankin getting a 10th round TK over, uh, TKO over Alejandra Ayala, uh, sending Ayala to the hospital in the process of that um hopefully she is recovering well um crazy when those things happen but Rankin moves forward with her 154 pound belts you never know if she might be something uh might be something going on there for a chance at uh the Shields Marshall winner you never know up or down we'll talk about that later um also uh you had Jessica McCaskill absolutely beating the crap out of Alma Ibarra over three rounds uh, Ibarra could not take anymore, was in her corner, uh, begging to not go out again. She said she just wanted to go home and be with her child. And they allowed her to do so. Uh, McCaskill really, uh, showing herself to become a more vicious puncher, um, as she's gaining in confidence. Uh, I'd be curious to see what challenges lie ahead for her as the undisputed welterweight queen. Um, also, Chantel Cameron tinking a UD over 10 rounds over Victoria Noelia Bustos. Bustos not providing much in return whatsoever. What we're looking at with uh, Cameron, other than, you know, maybe going up from McCaskill, never know. Um, but what we might really like from her would be a unification with Kelly Reese. So we're looking forward to seeing if they can get that to go. Uh, 122 pounds, Marilyn Rivas uh, was able to get a stoppage herself over uh, Karina Fernandez, defending her WBA belt. Also in that division, Seoline Lafive taking a 10-round decision over Melania Seiracho, defending her WBO title over the Spaniard. Possibility of uh, Rivas against Lafive, you never know. Um 118-pound scrap between uh, Yulian Luna Avia taking a UD-10 over Jessica Gonzalez, defending her WBC belt in the process. Uh, is that a future opponent for Ebbs? You never know. Um, still wondering if that fight with Shannon Courtney might uh, get off for the rematch. Uh, Ebbs has uh, been on the shelf. Nothing scheduled since her uh, win of the title uh, back, God, what was that, February, March. Um, 115 pounds, uh, Clara, 
Lascont uh, took a split decision over Maribel Ramirez, uh, keeping her WBA belt in the process. Also in that division, uh, Lords uh, Juarez taking a, a UD over Deborah Vanessa Gomez. In what I'm going to call the junk fight of the show, we're going to add this in every once in a while. Um, I just got to tell you that a defense over a an opponent who is seven seven and two is part of the reason why people look down on women's boxing. We got to do better than this. Seven seven and two. Come on, that's junk. Um, also in the 115 pound division, Tamau Ozawa. Pulling an upset, lifting the WBO strap from Mio Yoshida. So it'll be interesting. Can any of these three fighters find a way into a unification with each other? That would be fantastic. Closing it out, 112 pounds, Gabriela Celeste Elanes taking a TKO in the seventh round over uh, Tamara Elizabeth DeMarco defending her WBO strap in the process. Um, I'd have to say my performance of the, the last couple of months was definitely be, uh, Jessica McCaskill. Uh, she was a favorite, pretty big favorite, but not as wide as you see in women's boxing. Um, it, um, against Alma Ibarra, uh, Sergio Mora saying against the fight that he wouldn't count Ibarra out. Um, she's a naturally bigger fighter, good reach advantage. And McCaskill just got in her chest and beat the crap out of her, uh, made her quit. Uh, so you got to hand it to Jessica McCaskill. Want to see her in another big fight? We uh, and hopefully that will happen in the uh, in the near future because she is a talent. That's for sure. Got to love what she's accomplishing. Now we got some good stuff going on over the next couple of months here. Uh, I think we'll get a show in before the big one, but we'll see. Um, on the 29th of this month. Uh, interesting 108 pound fight. Uh, I believe this one was scrapped and then rescheduled. Uh, Yesenia Gomez going to Canada to defend her WBC strap against Kim Clavel. Uh, Clavel, decent amateur background, undefeated in the pro ranks, seeking her first title. Also on that day, for an atom weight fight, we're going to go over to Kosovo with uh, Fabian Batiki taking on Elizabeth Lopez Carzo Patiki putting up uh, her title as well as her undefeated record against the 10, four and four Carzo um, who interestingly uh, Carzo had uh, three consecutive draws in 2016. You're not going to see that very much. Uh, it definitely, uh, should be an easy win for Batiki, um, at uh, Adam weight, which obviously isn't in the men's ranks, only in the ladies ranks. Uh, but she has not fought at Adam weight since 2019, her strap going undefended for about two and a half years. So we'll see if she makes that weight comfortably. Um, otherwise could be an interesting night for her in Kosovo at, uh, what I believe was the Bill Clinton auditorium. So there you go. Also, uh, we're going to be having uh, Amanda Serrano coming back shortly after that fight with Katie Taylor. Staying active. Gotta love it. Going back down to featherweight to defend her straps against Brenda Karen Carbajal. 
Um, and Carvajal, a little bit undersized, maybe a little bit underpowered. She uh, won a majority decision in her uh, last fight to get the interim strap against a much smaller opponent. See if Serrano can get back in the KO category on this Jake Paul undercard. Uh, I believe it's going to be Jake Paul against Haseem Rahman Jr. now. Uh, that's going to be pay-per-view. Uh, that might be a tough one to uh, to pay for, but uh, you never know. I do love me some Amanda Serrano. Let's see here. Uh, Alex Bellotti wants to know if I wore Transformer pajamas. I do not. I generally sleep in boxer briefs, Alex, but I appreciate uh, that question there. Uh, thanks also for, uh, James Windsor for joining us, keeping the chat full. James, love you, buddy. Appreciate your continued support of the asylum in all of its forms. Um, let's see here. Also on August 13th on the Oscar Rivas undercard from Columbia, uh, Cecilia Brakus looking to get back in the title column against Patricia Bergalt. Uh, at 154 pounds, Brakus has not fought since she lost to McCaskill. Um, so we'll see about that one. Could be an interesting scrap. 154 pounds coming from Columbia. And then what is going to be very exciting at uh, 10th of September, I believe. Going to have a nice double billing with the quote Clarissa Shields going up against a woman with a win against her in the amateurs, the knockout queen herself, Savannah Marshall, big unification at 160 pounds here. Also on that, going to have Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner unifying the IBC, WBO, and WBC belts. I believe only Hyun Mi Cho uh, might have a belt there left over at 130. Um, this is a good fight between Mayer and Baumgartner. Great double billing. This is a great uh, night for uh, for women's boxing from the UK. Um, Baumgartner putting up her power against Mayer and her boxing abilities. Um, Mayer, she she is a very very solid fighter. Um, I I do wonder if she can go ten with Baumgartner. Baumgartner uh, really been laying on the leather lately. Curious to see if she might be able to walk down Mayer. I do expect Mayer to be a favorite in this fight though. Um, I'm definitely, uh, looking forward to this one a lot. Uh, and I, I think, um, if it goes to decision, I think you're going to see mayor take it. Um, uh, but if there's a stoppage, uh, I got to be in bomb Gardner's direction, but this should definitely be 20 minutes of exceptional action all leading up to a rematch from the amateurs, the quote going up against Savannah Marshall. Uh, I've been trying to track down that amateur fight. Um, I'd be curious if anyone might be able to uh, provide me that uh, that footage. But I'll tell you what. What really caught me off guard was watching uh, Shields get beat in an MMA fight. Not all, you know, yeah, I mean, you can understand she's not a, you know, as well of a trained MMA fighter. But the way that she kind of struggled with distance a little bit um, with her opponent uh, struggling for the name, uh, using the perimeter uh, uh, oftentimes, um, and, and then the way that Shields got muscled up a little bit um, against the cage and stuff. Marshall, um, I, I think she might be able to rough her up a little bit. And I think when she's not doing that, 
she's going to be able to use her length, land that jab, land that right hand behind it. And the question is how much can uh, Shields get done at that mid-range? That's definitely where she likes to operate at. Um, She can throw some really good shots in there. We all know she's not the biggest puncher. Punches well enough, gets respect. She gets a little pushy inside with those shots. Is uh, she getting a little uh, with, with the arms? And as we all saw with uh, Savannah Marshall in her last fight against uh, Femke Hermans, um, when she gets in close, she might miss with that right hand, but she leans over and she comes back with that left hook, and it's a dangerous, dangerous punch. Uh, I believe Marshall's on a run of, uh, God, something like eight or nine straight KOs. So this is going to be an interesting fight. I made the mistake in April of going with the puncher against the boxer. Um, in 20-minute fights, I think that definitely tends to show. I did think that Amanda Serrano might have done enough to nip that fight, especially if you scored the 6th, what was it, the 6th, 5th, 10-8. Um, but I have no real dispute. It was a close fight. On this one, though, I think I'm going to go with the puncher again. I might regret that, but I just think that the loss in MMA for Shields kind of penetrating her personal feeling of in, of invulnerability. Going against someone on a hell of a knockout streak who also has that win in the amateurs. It's hard not to go with Marshall on this one, isn't it? And, and the odds makers are barely in favor on this one uh, of Marshall. It'll be interesting to see if this one goes the distance. If it goes the distance, can Marshall outbox shields over the course of that time? It's a good question. And th- these are why, uh, these are the fights that we need, uh, where, where it's up in the air and it's not huge wide odds against, you know, some 15 and 10 chick that's, uh, you know, bounced around the weights. Now this is a, this is a real fight. And so is Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner. Um, excited for both of these, putting on a heck of a card. Um, going through some, uh, go through some uh, comments here before we bounce. Uh, James Windsor thinks the break is pretty, but that she's finished. You could be right. You could absolutely be right on that one. But you also hope that the quote smashes up Marshall. I'm surprised by that one, buddy. Um, Alex Bellade says, Mayor is a class boxer, but Alicia is pure power. Her legs are massive, and she generates big power. Deench wants to get in there and say hello. Deench, hello, my friend. I'm sure we'll see you on tomorrow as well. Let's see here. Alex Bellade says, uh, do you agree that the two-minute rounds could give Shields the edge like Taylor was a beneficiary of the same versus Serrano? That is definitely a thought in my mind. But w- what kind of held me back a little bit was was watching how, how Shields struggled to try to get close in an MMA fight. I mean, I know the kicks are a different thing. So I'm a little bit less concerned about it for this fight than I was for the Serrano fight. Because I think that the potential is there for Marshall to outbox the quote. I, I really do. Um, 
Big A wants the quotes wig to get pushed back. Literally. Let's see here. Do to do. Yeah, and and Big A says Marshall is just not just a puncher; she's a nice boxer as well. And yeah, that's that's the story of it, I guess. Is is um, Amanda Serrano is is definitely more of a, a come forward fighter. She definitely has um, uh, all sorts of uh, creases in her game, you know, and she uh, wrinkles. Excuse me, um, <laughs> I don't know why that came out that way, but um, she's definitely more of a come forward fighter. Whereas you have an ex extensive amateur background with Marshall and a, a good stick, good straight punches, but she also has the hook. So I, man, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think we're going that way. I hope to get back with you folks again for another episode of chicks with dig before these fights. Um, and we can do some reviews of these. Like I said, that the Yesenia Gomez, uh, Kim Clavel fight in Canada, that's an interesting fight for me as well. The return of Amanda Serrano on that Jake Paul undercard, see if she can get out back to her knockout ways. Um, all that is interesting to me uh, because I hope that is leading up to that rematch with uh, Katie Taylor from Ireland. I know that's a pain in the ass to make with Ireland politics, their bans, etc., etc. Hopefully we can get past that. But um, until that time, y'all enjoy the fights. I think we're all getting ready to watch us some uh, Pulev Chisora action here in the next couple hours. But you folks have yourselves a fantastic week ahead, and we will see you uh, on the regular show tomorrow, and we'll probably see you next month for another edition of Chicks with Dig. I'm Matt DiGiannardo. You folks have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network.